Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. When a well-known investor like Warren Buffett buys a company's stock, that company is recognized as a good investment, and many small investors follow Mr. Buffett's lead. After all, it not only has Mr. Buffett's endorsement, but he has backed his opinion with his investment dollars. Mr. Buffett typically invests for the long term, so he's committed to the company. But when a well-known investor like Nelson Peltz buys a company's stock, it is a sign of the company's poor performance, at least in Mr. Peltz's view, and a great deal of criticism follows. Well, Walt Disney Company, the large multinational mass media conglomerate, has a new investor, And it is not Warren Buffett. You guessed it. It is Nelson Peltz, the activist investor and head of Tryon Fund Management, the hedge fund. Activists such as Peltz typically buy a significant minority stake in a publicly traded company and then try to make changes in how it is run. The activist's goal may be as simple as advising the company management or as ambitious as forcing the sale of the entire company, or divestiture, restructuring, or replacing the board of directors. Unlike private equity firms that buy and restructure companies in order to profit when the companies are resold, activist investors seldom acquire full or majority stakes. Instead, they use public forums and private discussions to win over other shareholders and company insiders. When such efforts fail, an activist investor may pursue a proxy contest to elect new directors in order to force the company to meet their demands. Tryon and Peltz have started their efforts to gain a Disney board seat. Peltz says he wants to fix what he calls a series of self-inflicted wounds that he says have hobbled Disney's stock performance. The average activist investor is not usually interested in long-term investments. They typically identify what they see as problems and push to have them corrected. They often become such a problem for the investee that a deal is made to buy out the activist, and then the activist profits and others do not. So why are we talking about this? Well, Disney is a popular investment for many individual investors. It is often given as a gift upon the birth of a child or other significant gift-giving occasions. Many investors are interested in it since it is so well-known for theme parks, movies, streaming services, sports broadcasting, and other products it provides. Also, there's much to learn about investing 
from the activist involvement. Let's look at Nelson Peltz's history. This may shed some light on his plans. Peltz has made deals in the past with Heinz, PepsiCo, Wendy's, Danone, and Domino's Pizza. While negotiating with PepsiCo, he bought Snapple from Quaker Oats, a PepsiCo subsidiary, and he paid $300 million for it. Just three years later, he sold Snapple to Cadbury Schweppes for $1.5 billion. You could say that Peltz got the better of PepsiCo. Instead of convincing PepsiCo to make that deal for itself, he did it for himself. It gives you an idea of his motivation. In 2005, Peltz formed Tryan with a few other investors to buy interest in large companies. From 2016 until last year, Tryan bought stock in Procter & Gamble, and it secured a seat for Peltz on its board of directors. Peltz worked with P&G to streamline operations, and they had a friendly and successful relationship. Eventually, he sold out of P&G stock and made a profit. This demonstrates the two sides of the Peltz investing coin. On one side, he used the board seat to gather information and purchase a lucrative company, Snapple, and then he sold it for his own gain. On the other side, he worked well with Procter & Gamble for their mutual benefit. In both cases, Peltz sold his investment after a few years. Let's point out a significant difference between Buffett and Peltz investing. Buffett buys stock in companies that he's impressed with. He respects its management, and normally he's a passive and long-term investor. Peltz, on the other hand, invests in companies that he feels have made mistakes. He seeks a board seat so he can influence the company and make changes. He normally makes a deal that is profitable to him and then sells after just a few years. With all this in mind, how can we expect the Peltz investment to impact Disney and its investors? To evaluate the potential impact of Peltz's investment, let's consider what he said. He has stated that his investment goal is, let's restore the magic. While this is a seemingly positive approach, Peltz has criticized and criticized severely a number of Disney's investments that were made under CEO Bob Iger's leadership. Peltz complains that Disney made $162 billion worth of investments since 2018. These deals, he says, reduce Disney's earnings by half. While this may be true, Disney was trying to compete with Netflix and bought film properties and rights for its streaming services. In fairness to Disney, streaming was a highly successful revenue stream and generated high profits and record stock prices for Disney for a while. The problem was that streaming attracted a number of competitors for Disney, and its competition was able to provide content while incurring much lower expenses. Based on this, and for other reasons, Disney's cash flow plummeted and its stock price fell by about 50% from its high. And this is what attracted Peltz's attention. Peltz has also criticized what he calls Disney's poor strategic planning 
excessive compensation, and poor cost management. We should also note that when Peltz initiated his Disney investing, the CEO was Bob Chapek, and Peltz severely criticized his leadership and decisions. Subsequently, Chapek was fired, and Iger returned as CEO. He's there now. While the firing was an action approved by Peltz, he has criticized Iger's decisions and actions, especially the assumption of additional debt to buy assets that were, in his opinion, overpriced. So what can we expect to result from the Peltz investment? I don't see Disney granting Peltz a board seat without a fight. This issue will likely go to shareholders for a vote. Many shareholders would likely support Bob Iger's advice rather than follow Nelson Peltz. Iger was the Disney leader during a period of substantial growth in stock price. Iger knows the company as well as anyone, and I think would gain shareholder support. Another point, Iger and the current board seem to agree with Peltz on some issues, one of which is that costs need to be reined in. Where they differ may be the amount of cost reduction. I would expect shareholders to trust Iger's judgment in this area, as he has a long record of success with Disney. Peltz could be viewed as a hedge fund manager who's looking to make a quick profit. Peltz is likely to advocate selling some Disney assets. Iger may even support the disposal of underperforming assets, but they will likely disagree about which assets and the amount of which to sell. So what Peltz has done for Disney shareholders, he succeeded in bringing the attention of prob of problems to Disney shareholders. This is actually good for Disney and shareholders. While expenses were likely to be cut without the Peltz influence, he probably ensured that some significant cost will be cut. And this, in my opinion, is a good action. I expect Iger and Disney to become more creative and focused on results because of Peltz's influence. This too is good for Disney. As I said, I don't see Peltz getting a board seat and that, in my opinion, is good for Disney. I expect that Disney and Peltz will reach a buyout agreement after some difficult battles. Getting Peltz out of the picture will also be good for Disney. So if you currently own Disney stock, Peltz did you a favor. He pointed out problems, he brought them to the surface, and is almost ensuring that they will be addressed. So I suggest holding on to Disney stock if you own it. While the bad news has been exposed, good actions are likely to follow. I don't see Disney restoring its dividend in the near future, although I would expect it will after making cost-cutting changes and after the economy improves. This could be sometime in the future. Theme parks will be a significant beneficiary of an improving economy and Disney's cash flow. And most importantly, its stock price. New investments in Disney, in my opinion, should probably not be made until inflation is brought under better control and until the direction of the economy becomes more obvious. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.